There was a question and answer form that a woman written into, and she said, um, Dear sirs, our preacher said on Easter that Jesus just swooned. He just swooned on the cross, and the disciples nursed him back to health. What do you think? Sincerely bewildered. Dear bewildered, beat your pat preacher with a cat of nine tails with 39 heavy strokes. Nail him to a cross, hang him in the sun for six hours, run his spear through his side, put him in an airless tomb for 36 hours, and see what happens. We've got to try that with some of these people who want to, want to say that about our Savior Jesus, huh? Let's see how you do it, how you fare with all that. Well, there's a lot of different aspects you can look at as Jesus went to the cross. We're going to look at, at one aspect here. In Matthew 27, the soldiers had taken Jesus and they had taken him, as the, the word said in verse uh, 27 of Matthew, the 27th chapter. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into, into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. And they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off, put, on, put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. Well, this is after he has been sentenced to death. This is after the time when Pilate, trying to get him to be released, put him in front of the crowd and said, Would you have me release Jesus? And Pilate doesn't put anyone else up there. He just puts Jesus because this is the one that he wants to release to them. And some of the Pharisees and the leaders of the Israelites, or the leaders over, over them, had gone through the cloud and said, No, ask for, ask for Barabbas, the most notorious one of the nastiest criminals in there that we would rather have him than have Jesus be free. And so they all began to chant for, for Barabbas. Pilate had not put them on up there, and so then when they chanted for him, then he was brought out. And he ended up being released, and Jesus was sent off to be crucified. And, of course, Pilate's famous words, I find no fault in him. Therefore, you go and crucify him. Usually you get crucified because there's something wrong. But Pilate said, I find no fault with him. You go and crucify. This, of course, is typified as the Lamb of God. The Lamb was brought before the leaders. And they would judge whether the Lamb was perfect without blemish before that Lamb could be used as the sacrificial Lamb. And Jesus was brought before. and There's no fault in him. There's no sin in him. He was brought before and declared to be sinless by men. He had already been declared to be sinless by God. And now he could be the perfect sacrifice. But then we came to this part. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium and gathered the whole garrison around him. Now a garrison here, and there's actually a couple of words that could have been used, but it's, it's somewhere no more than 600 in number and probably no less than 300. I've read a number of things on this and, and who it would be, and it was supposed to be a tenth of the group that was here, and that would be about 600 people, but not all of them were on staff or on, on duty that day, and, and so you begin to take it from there. But in this, in this place where they're, they're gathering, you could easily hold three to 600 people. And so it was the garrison 
that brought Jesus in there and the garrison that is now before Jesus. And it says here, and they stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. It's a purple robe to show that he was a king. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. So they made Jesus sit there and wait while they went out there. I mean, they're just putting this together. They're just thinking, what can we do? What should we do with this, this Jesus guy? They're Romans. They're not Jews. They, they had no inclination to, to worship him or to accept him. We saw that a few of the Romans did during the, the ministry of Jesus. They stripped him and put a scarlet robe on him. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his hand. Sometimes we forget about the reed, but they put a reed in his hand so that he would be sitting there like with a staff, that he would rule over all those folks with a crown of thorns and a reed for a staff. Not a whole lot of power in a reed as far as a staff would be concerned. And so it's just another way to humble and humiliate Jesus. And they put... the that in there for him. And they bowed the knee before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. But this doesn't quite give the picture of what they were doing. What they did in this episode is they took turns and that each one came up to Jesus and said, Hail, King of the Jews, and knelt down on one knee and then got up and took the reed out of Jesus' hand. And hit him on the head with the reed. John's gospel adds that some of them actually also used their hands and, and hit him with their fist. And this went on one after another, after another, after another. So if there were 300, 300 times he was struck by these guys. 300 times he was mocked as each one came before him. Bent the knee. Hail, King of the Jews. Hit him with the reed. And after they hit him with the reed, they put the reed back in his hand. Now understand, this is after Jesus has been scourged. He's a bloody mess from the scourging. The crown of thorns is also putting blood all over his face. And it's if, you, if you hit him with the reed, the, the reed will become bloody. But it's become bloody with Jesus' blood. And they would punch him. And of course, when you hit somebody, if they're that bloody, the blood just splatters all over some more. But the Romans loved that because they're just a bloodthirsty group. 300 to 600 times he went through this. Being struck by a reed. I mean, this is after being scourged. And you know, I mean, y'all know, when you get a, uh, hurt somehow, even when you stub a toe, how many of you have realized every time you hit that toe from that point on? I mean, you wouldn't even have noticed all the stuff that had going on, but just stubbing a toe, you just notice everything that happens to that foot from that point on. Oh, we sure do. And Jesus felt every one of those and had to be accentuated because of all the things he had already been through. And they bowed the knee and they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. Then they spat on him. We're not looking at one time they spat on him. You're looking at 300 to 600 times he was spat upon. 300 to 600 times he was beaten with a reed. 300 to 600 times that he was hit with a fist. All the while, a crown of thorns. And these are not little tiny thorns like you get in your rose bushes. These are really large thorns. And they were pressed deep into his, into his head. As far as uh, all the way down to the, probably to the skull. So that, and you all know if you get a head, head wound, it can bleed a lot. 
and Sir Leo was bleeding quite a bit for him. Blood dripping down into his eyes. Then he just stood there while they beat him, while they spit upon him, while they hit him with the reed, while they mocked him. Imagine what's going through Jesus' mind while this is going on. I'm dying for you so that you have the opportunity to live. You know, the reason I'm doing this is because I love you that I'm doing this. 300 to 600 times he would look a soldier in the eye as they would mock him, hail, king of the Jews, and punch him, hit him with the reed, spit on him, any combination of those things or all three. Then the Romans were a competitive sort. Now you talk I talk about sometimes my competitive side. But they were they were a competitive sort. And if the first guy did one thing with it, don't you think the other one wanted to one up on that? And then the next one uh, one up on that. And the next one wanna one up. They're not all just gonna do the same thing. That's boring. Somehow you've got to add a twist. Somehow you've got to do something that the other guy didn't do. Three hundred to six hundred times people came up and tried to better what the guy had done before. And they spat on him and took the reed and struck him on the head. And when they had mocked him, they took the robe off him, put his own clothes on him and led him away to be crucified. Most of us know this by now, but he's going through this whole process. He has the purple robe put on him. This is after he's been scourged. This is not a quick process. They took their time with this one at a time, each coming up. And his back is opened with all the sores, all the from the scraping and from the beating that had gone on, because they they weren't they weren't easy on this. They were good at what they did. They knew how to scourge somebody. They tied him up in such a way that made all flesh that was on that body easy to get at. And they knew how to not just beat, but to rip and tear at flesh. And they threw this purple robe over all those new wounds. And for the time that they mocked him, one after another, 300 to 600 times, the blood began to soak into the purple robe. Some of it may have even started to clot. And you all know how much it hurts to pull a band-aid off of a wound. To have your whole body be one big wound and to rip that purple robe off of him. Because you know they weren't gentle. These are folks that have been feeding on each other's mockery and beating of Jesus. By the time they got to this point, they just can't wait to put him up on that cross. Can't wait to see his blood pour down. Can't wait to see the life bleed out of this man. They ripped off the purple robe and they put his own clothes back on him. And they led him away to be crucified. I want to go back over here to verse 29. And when they had twisted a crown of thorns, the word there for crown is the Greek word stephanos. It means the crown of a victor. This book is not written by the Romans. This book is written by Matthew, who looks at Jesus as the king of the Jews. He does not write what the Romans intended. He writes what he saw. He writes what he was told. And what they had put upon Jesus to them was a mockery crown. Matthew looks at this crown and says, this is the crown of a victor. 
A crown of thorns is called a Stephanos, the crown of a victor. What one would obtain when they ran a race in the Greeks' Olympiad. And when they finished better than anyone else that was there, they would receive one of these crowns, the crown of a Stephanos, the crown of a victor. And when they fashioned out this crown of thorns and put it on his head, mocking him, Matthew says, they put upon his head the crown of a victor. Boy, that's something else. <laughs> How many times I think the situations have been where we have been in a mocking situation or people put us down for the gospel or we've been in a place where it just was a little uncomfortable to stand up for Jesus. Nothing like what Jesus is facing on this night. But we have been in situations where it wasn't favorable for us. And here we look at that and we say, Oh, Father God, why is such humiliation put upon me? But it's not. It can be the crown of a victor. That the people who mock you, the people who torture you, the people who persecute you are putting upon you the crown of a victor. And we get all upset and and holler at God. Dear God, why are, you letting, why are you letting these people do this to me? I'm a servant of God. I serve you. I love you. I've loved you all this. Why are you letting these people do this to me? He let them put a crown of thorns on his son. And as Matthew call it, when you write that down, use the word Stephanos. This is the crown of a victor. He didn't look very victorious, did he? <laughs> to most people. He did not look very victorious. But again, Jesus says, No one takes my life. No one takes my life. I lay it down. He laid it down because if he wanted to win, he had to lay his life down. Well, there's some other places where we see this word used, more than I'm going to cover here tonight, but in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 25, And everyone who competes for the prize is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a perishable crown but we for an imperishable crown they do it to obtain a perishable stephanos but we do it to obtain an imperishable stephanos there are imperishable stephanoses waiting for us there are imperishable crowns that are waiting for us to get and you know what God wants us to get them they're out there. He even tells us how to get some of them. Second Timothy 4, right? Finally, there is laid up for me the Stephanos of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved His appearing. How many have loved His appearing? Oh, yeah. Guess what? <laughs> now, it's not a matter just to say, oh, I love His appearing. I'm just going to hide until he gets here. Because that's not what he said to do. If we're going to love his appearing, I'm going to be faithful until he comes. Because that's what he told us to do. Be faithful. Be diligent until I come. I'm going to love his appearing. I'm looking for his appearing. I'm going to be faithful until he comes. I'm going to keep going until he comes. Because there's going to be a Stephanos for me. The crown of a victor. He didn't say that that crown was for all, did he? He said it was for all 
who have loved His appearing. Do we live our life in such a way that we love His appearing? Oh, Father God, I can't wait till you come back. Because when you come back, you're going to find me at work for you. You're going to find me studying about you. You're going to find me doing things for you. I'm going to be at work. I'm using the talents and the abilities you gave me. I'm doing what you asked me to do. I'm loving. I'm loving all the people I've, I find down here. I'm not getting bitter. I'm not getting angry. I'm not letting that stuff get a hold of me. I'm loving your appearance. When you come, I'm not going to be running and hiding. Oh, oh, I wish he wouldn't have come today. Oh, I, I would have done this. I am loving his appearing. I'm saying, when you get here, I'll be ready. I've done what I was supposed to do. I'm ready. That's loving his appearing. James chapter 1, verse 12 says, Blessed is the man who endures temptation. For when he has been approved, he will receive the crown, the Stephanos of life, which the Lord has promised to those who love him. So blessed is the man who endures temptation. There's a reward, there's a Stephanos waiting for those people who endure temptation. How many times have we gone through temptation just saying, why do I have to keep facing this? It's so tough. It's so hard. People who come before you, situations that come before you and present these temptations, folks, are giving you the opportunity to wear a crown. <laughs> Thank you very much for that opportunity to have a Stephanos waiting for me. Every time the devil comes along and he starts tempting you, oh, it's so hard to, to not walk in love or to keep walking in love with all this stuff going on. Oh, it's so hard not to become bitter. Oh, it's so hard not to become offended. We just look at the devil... Devil, thank you for that opportunity to have another Stephanos for me. You just gave me an opportunity to have a crown. Appreciate that opportunity. I'm just building up crowns. Oh, we've got a purpose to use for, cl- for crowns. Amen. Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life. <laughs> I'm looking for that approval. I'm looking, oh, I'm going to be approved in this situation. I'm not giving in. I'm not thinking the wrong things. I'm not going off in the wrong direction. No, no. I'm looking for that crown of life. There's a Stephanos for me. And if soldiers can put a Stephanos on Jesus, then people who come along my path try and tip me and pull me off in the wrong direction, they can put a Stephanos on me. Hallelujah. First Peter 5 and verse 4, And when the chief shepherd appears, you will receive the crown of glory that does not fade away. That's another Stephanos. I can have a Stephanos of glory when the chief shepherd appears. Revelation 2 and verse 10. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation ten days. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. If they kill you during those ten day period, is what he's telling them. Don't worry about it. When you get here, I got another crown just for you. You go ahead. You endure all the way up until the point and you just be smiling the whole time because while they're trying to kill you, you're just say, you're giving me another crown. I'm getting another crown, another Stephanos, this one of life. A Stephanos of life. How do you get a Stephanos of life? Well, for these folks, you died for Jesus. You were thrown into prison and gone through all kinds of stuff for ten, up to 10 days. That's what he was saying. He said, you endure it. Even if they try and kill you, you endure it. And I'll give you the crown of life. Don't you fear 
any of those things that you are about to suffer. Don't you fear it? All the devil is doing is he's putting a Stephanos on your head. Just like the Roman Roman soldiers came and put a Stephanos on Jesus' head. They called it a crown of thorns. But it wasn't a crown of thorns. They didn't realize they put a victor's crown on the head of Jesus. People are coming along all the time putting victor's crowns on you. We just keep throwing them away because we don't see them. We see it as a despicable crown of thorns. Matthew sees it as a Stephanos, crown of victory. Romans or Revelations 3, verse 11. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. Hold fast. Don't let anyone take it from you. People are out there that are going to try and take it from you. Don't let them take it from you. That's mine. This is my crown. I'm not going to give in to temptation. I'm not going to fear. I'm not going to, to let go and, and not endure all these things that are being put on me. I'm going to endure them to the end. I'm going to endure them to death. No one's taking this thing away from me. This one's mine. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 4. Around the throne were 24 thrones. And on the thrones I saw 24 elders sitting, clothed in white robes, and they had crowns of gold on their heads. They had Stephanos of gold on their heads. Crowns of gold. Crowns of victors on their head. A little bit further down in verse 10. The 24 elders fell, fall down before him who sits on the throne and worshiped him who lives forever and ever and cast their crowns before the throne. They cast their crowns before the throne. They had the crowns, the crowns of, of victors. And they took those victors' crowns and in worship they threw them before the throne, the throne of God. You want to have a crown that you can throw down? People are giving you the opportunity. Roman soldiers are coming up with crowns of thorns, giving you the opportunity to have a Stephanos. If you endure to the end, if you don't give in to temptation, you hang on there and say, you know what? I see a Stephanos in the making. Because too many of our crowns look like crowns of thorns. And when you say, I don't want that. Ugh, like crown of thorns. Oh, that's going to hurt. I don't want that. Jesus wore his crown of thorn. And one after another, they came up to humiliate him. He's thinking all the while, it's the crown of victory. This is the crown of victory. You just don't know it yet. But oh, can you imagine the day? Can you imagine the day when each of these soldiers appear before our Lord Jesus Christ, who still has the holes in his hands? And the hole in the side in his feet. And they look at him and said, Oh, it's you. Oh, it's you. <laughs> and they're bowing again, except it's a different attitude, isn't it? And if they hadn't got saved before they died, it don't make any difference. They're going to see the crown of a victor on Jesus Christ. And they'll either run in terror or they'll be glad that they changed but there are people all around us folks on a day just like our Savior want to humiliate us put on us a crown of thorns spit on our face 
hit us with the reed that they put in our hand to mock us, saying, there's your staff to rule the world with. Punch us and hit us. And all the while, everyone trying to one-up the guy who was before. Oh, well, you hit him like that. Watch this one. I got something planned. 300 to 600 times in one night. Not to mention all the stuff he went through before. What have we gone through? And do we look at it as, oh, woe is me? Or do we see this is a Stephanos? This is a crown of a victor. They're all out there. Paul's just listed a few of them. The crowns that can await us. Do we see our crowns of victors? Do we see them out there? Or are we too caught up with the thorns and the pain that will be involved because how it was put on our head or the way that people mocked us or treated us. There are victor crowns all around. We're called to be the victors. We're called to wear those Stephanoses and come before the Father and just imagine ourselves in heaven. I've got three to throw down. Oh, this is a good day. Oh, I'm so glad that I endured to the end. Oh, I am so glad because I've got this to throw down before my God, before His throne. Boy, that's going to be a good day. And when you get to that day, oh, you won't be thinking, oh, how hard it was. We just finished up the Olympics. And you know, every one of those athletes who went through and attained a gold medal, a silver medal, bronze medal, whatever it was that they obtained, they worked hard. They worked many, many years. Got up early, in the pool, in the gym, wherever it is that they're, they're working out, getting themselves ready. And here comes that day. They did it all for this one day, this one race. And they finished the race better than anyone and they got that crown. How many of them are thinking, oh, all those mornings, I don't know if it was worth it. Aren't they saying when they had that gold medal put around their neck, oh, I am so glad that I endured all those years all those days, all those early mornings, all those training meals, all that discipline and diet, exercise and sleep and staying away from some of the fun things that everyone else did, all the focus on this. Aren't they all saying, oh, this is a glorious day. It was worth it all. But they continued to look towards that day in the future. We've got to look towards our day when we are in the throne room of God and we all throw our Stephanoses down before Him. Let's make sure we have some. He's told us how to get them. Don't get rid of the crown of thorns because it hurts. Wear it proudly like Jesus did, even though people look at it as something different. When they write about you, they'll write about a Stephanos. <laughs> Glory to God. Well, on the night that Jesus was taken to the cross, the night before that, he celebrated the Passover with his disciples. And as he did, he changed it over. And he said, we're going to change this now here on out in the future. Passover looked forward to the Lamb of God that would come. And oh, I tell you, I'm looking forward to the day. We'll have this done one day. We're going to bring someone in from the Jews for Jesus or 
something like that. Go over one of the Passover seders because I've seen it. I know how Jesus is embedded in that ceremony that they do every time. How symbolic it is. And it all looked forward to that. Jesus says, this is the last time we need to do this because no longer will you look forward to the Lamb of God. You will look back and say, thank God He was sent. (laughs) So we need to change this up a little bit. We're not looking forward anymore. So we're going to do something a little bit different. He took the bread and then He took the cup. Brother Keith, I'm going to get you out there and Brother Jolly, come on up. 22 of you, you can... You can hand them out. Jesus wore His crown of thorns. It says they took the robe off Him, but as far as I could tell, they did not take off the crown of thorns. They put that on Him and they, they had that to keep on going. You can just pass the one thing around. That way you can just... It, he'll be down the other end. He can catch you on the other end. Where are your Stephanoses? Where are your opportunities to receive the glory that awaits this is Jesus. The whole time he's looking in there, it says, "You, this is going to go down as a day. This is going to be a day. Oh, this is going to be something. The whole time they're spitting on him. The whole time that they're beating him. He knew this is going to be a day. Woo! Glory to God. You face those days too. You've got times. You've got people. Temptations are coming near you. Opportunities to to back off a little bit. Opportunities not to walk in love. But he says endure. Endure until the end. And we just looked at a few. Go through the New Testament. Look up crown. See see what's out there for you to, to get. Glory to God. It is a it is a good day. Well, that didn't work out so well. We just needed one, huh? <laughs> I thought we'd pass it on down the road. But we've got to be thinking about these, these things all the time. There is a crown of victory cleverly disguised as a crown of thorns. But there is a crown of victory. Can you see them? Can you spot them? Being masked by all the, the hate. Being masked by all the things that would go on, the spitting, the hitting, the humiliation. Would you see it? Would you see a crown of victory? Now, Matthew wrote this after Jesus had risen. I wonder what Matthew was thinking the night it was going on. Matthew wrote as the Holy Spirit inspired him. But as he saw his Savior walking on down the street with a crown of thorns, I bet you he saw it as a crown of thorns. I don't know that he saw it as a crown of victory. Even though Jesus told him, this is what's going to happen. This is what's going to come about. Don't lose sight of what our Savior's set an example for us to do. Don't lose sight of it. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, before supper, he took the bread and he broke it. He said, this represents my body, which is broken for you. As often as you do this, remember, his body was not involved in the forgiveness of sins, folks. The healing of our body. Upon him was put the, the curse, the sickness, the disease, the pain. All that stuff was put upon him so that we would not have to bear it. 
in the same way that we cannot bear our sins, He said, I'm going to bear your sicknesses as well. And Isaiah prophesied of Him. In His body was put all of our sickness and disease. As we eat together, let's remember, Jesus died for our sickness and disease. Thank you, the Lord, for that. After supper, He took the cup and He said, this represents the blood of the new covenant. The blood of the old covenant only covered up sin and waited until the next sacrifice, which that sacrifice would cover up all the sin that had been opened since then. But Jesus said, that's not going to be the way it is with this. The blood of Jesus, the new covenant, would wash away, no longer covering up, wash it away. There's nothing else we need to add, nothing else we need to do, no penance we need to serve, no money we need to pay. All we need to do is say, Father God, I thank you that you have forgiven me of my sin and that my sin is put away from me as far as the east is from the west. That I am washed as white as snow. The righteousness I wear is the righteousness of Jesus, not my own. I am clean before you because of what Jesus did, not because I'm so good. This is the new covenant. That's better than the old. <laughs> thank God for that. As we drink together, let's remember. The blood is all we need for the forgiveness of sins. Let's all stand up. Glory to God. Father, we thank you for sending your son for the plan that you came up with. Oh, the plans that man came up with. The plans that they had to take him into a room and say, let's, let's do this. Oh, we can make a crown out of thorns. That's a neat idea. We can put this purple robe on him. Oh, we can put a reed in his hand. That'll be and make a nice staff. Let's look at that picture. Behold the king of the Jews as they spat and beat and hit him with the reed. He just stayed there understanding the crown they put on him was a victor's crown and gave us the example that we could obtain our own victor's crown Glory be to God. Thank you for it. Thank you for the victory that awaits us. Every day we are presented with opportunities to wear a crown. Put those crowns ahead for us. We can't take our stuff into heaven, but we can sure send some stuff ahead. That on the day that we are brought into your kingdom in heaven, these crowns will be presented to us. And then when that day comes, we know it's coming. John wrote about it. They all bow down to worship and cast their crowns before the throne. Oh, we're looking forward to that day. I'm going to have something to throw down. I'm going to have something to cast out there. Oh, glory to God. Father, we thank you for it. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.